Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. We are here for week 21, and we are continuing our Lucifer season four journey. Today, we are talking about episode three, Oh, Ye of Little Faith, Father. And we've got a few places to start. But I actually, before we get into this one, and before we get into the cold its I want to start with a couple uh, messages and from listeners. So Vince, uh, so people who, are, who only have listened to um, Nolan and myself talk about Lucifer, through streaming a place may not be familiar as much with Vince's saga of trying to watch Lucifer and loving the show and the, or really enjoying the show in the early seasons, running into trouble with season three, continuing to power through and then now taking a break. And so he went back and started watching with season four and says, uh, I started watching Lucifer season four. I hate the whole Father McKinley stuff so much. It's as subtle as a brick to the face. We must keep Chloe and Lucy apart. So we may, uh, so we have her not be sure about him betraying him and then, then him finding out. I don't care if the actor is good. It's just lazy story writing. And I saw it a mile away. That makes no bleeping sense. All these people behave like lovesick 15 year olds. No one ever talks to one another, but instead believes the gossip they hear. It's stupid. Like Kane's arc. Now it's the end of episode three. And I sadly have to stop, but I'd be fine with never having to see a priest on the show again um but i'm certain that i won't be this lucky and we will revisit father mckinley somewhere down the line um so that uh, i i enjoyed uh vince your feedback thank you for for reaching out with your experience with it um but uh so i'm curious what you guys think of that i also got another um well Elena, you guys may know, a friend of the show, Elena, it has now started watching Lucifer. She is on season one, episode like six. She's she's at the Wings auction currently and is excited about what's to come. So I'm looking forward to for her. Hopefully she'll reach out uh, as she continues going through the show. But um, the other thing that was fun that I heard from uh, Vince that will take us into our conversation here is I just, Vince says, I just finished listening to the podcast about episode two of season four. Uh, after already having seen episode three, Allison is on fire with her predictions. It's almost spooky. I would have never have guessed a proposal. Are we sure she's not a little supernatural herself? So let's <laughs> throw this right to Allison and called it. You know, here's the thing. I actually forgot that I called that because I got hung up on the flash mob. So I sort of forgot I was getting called it there. I was all excited because I think I get a called-ish because I guessed that Eve was going to show up like back in season two. You did. I remember Um, that. So I'm actually feeling more proud of that one, although shame on Lucifer for wasting the title all about her back then and not saving it for now. Yeah, Um, super true. Because it's a that is a great title. Um, Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm smug. I'm feeling (laughs) smug. Um, And I'm feeling very proud of Linda. Uh, If we're going to start with the proposal. Good on you, Linda. Make clear your discomfort, what you want, you know, 
act with compassion, but be straightforward. Just, I'm ve- I'm feeling very proud of Linda. And I'm feeling proud of Amenadiel for listening. Um, although someone should tell him he should really, he should really start thinking about personal space mm-hmm. and like communication, um, as Vince says, and, uh, uh, and also, um, just like, you know, continued humaning. He needs to keep working on it. Cause wow, that was, it was not a good proposal. <laughs> Keenan says Amenadiel tries to human is still my favorite Amenadiel. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Um, we have, uh, so Keenan says, but, but it's the, it's the devil. A priest is going to show up. Uh, and Scotty says, honestly, I would be fine never seeing a priest on the show again. The presentation of organized religion on the show is not its strongest suit. I do heart Graham McTavish though. Uh, Keenan says, uh, I mean, theologically the show made a choice <laughs> this episode and, uh, yeah, a lot went down, a lot went down in this episode, including a shout out to the exorcist TV show, which I'm sure. No, I was not the only one who enjoyed. Um, how are we feeling about everything? And no, I'm going to throw it to you first. Oh, goodness. Where to start? Um, yes. No, the proposal is very good. Mostly I was dismayed by the lack of really good background acting of someone's proposing in this clinic. Everyone should be paying attention to them and then awkwardly trying not to pay attention to them. <laughs> um, as opposed I, to... I recall it as they were, though. I like. There's a little bit, and then everyone just is like too casually not paying attention as opposed to being like studiously not fervently looking and being there's like, that couple that leaves as soon as he gets rejected and he sits down next to linda didn't They're they like, get called into the office though it seemed like a very awkward we should go <laughs> <laughs> i felt like they got called into the office um either way it's still very good and i but i also had questions about how did he buy all that baby stuff what is his job <laughs> I'm sure Lucy can just give him money. I, I have to assume, yeah, that he's getting an allowance um, from Lucifer. Um, or he's just taking money from that safe. When yeah, he, he probably knows the combination. He yeah. got a gold bar whenever he needs it. Well, the combo <laughs> was 666, as I recall. <laughs> it's not the most secure. There's just an Amenadiel petty cash bucket <laughs> in the uh, in the penthouse. Um, yeah, so everything with... Kinley, is it? It's just Kinley, right? It's Gilf. Let's be honest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> with Gilf. Okay, I'll Latoya adjust. says no. <laughs> um, um, is fine. Like, I don't love it in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's a lot of, and it's a lot of like very. We're going to turn this into a well-oiled organization machine type of deal, which is not the Catholic church. Um, so much so that he can be excommunicated really quickly, which is not how that works. Um, and all that sort of stuff. So just, it feels aggressively just kind of plot driven as opposed to like something that they really, really thought out. Um, which I feel like hurts some of their larger, um, whatchamacallit, larger like world building and mythology type stuff of they're, they've been aware of him for a while type of deal. Um, so I just, nah, just didn't work. Go ahead, Latoya. I have a question, but when you're part of like the super secret Vatican organization, can't it work that quickly? And it's not even a matter of we've been aware of him for a while. It's literally Kinley's been aware of him and no one believes him in the organization anyway. Also, he had two people killed. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then the third one killed himself because of him. The church is not doing great on PR. 
Right. Well, <laughs> they're very good at PR. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, they wouldn't be as popular as they are. <laughs> um, yeah, I still, I still just feel bleh about all of it. And just like, it just, it just doesn't ring like really true for me. Um, and that scene where he's um, like trying to um, talk his way out of it with uh, Chloe, I'm just like, buddy, there's a witness right next to you. Did you forget that there was this other priest right here? Um, so it just, none of it really worked for me. Um, I liked like the concept of it. I just think the execution of it. And I think the quickness of this arc in particular, um, so, so far anyway, um, just, yeah, it just didn't really register for me in any way, shape or form apart from like that really gruesome suicide is very gruesome and I did not like it. <laughs> See, I have absolutely no trouble with, uh, priest assumes the other priest in the room will just back whatever he says <laughs> as a character motivating factor there so i had no trouble with that part of it um and, and when the, he actually goes uh, i i i will testify i know about stuff um that was actually a surprise to me so um i i hear abs- i hear what you're saying Noel. but for me the benefits of establishing quickly and definitively uh no kinley's on his own are worth the like painting over of yeah it would take longer we don't know how long it is between him being arrested and when the father the you know the his excellence you know if it's like cardinal or bishop or whatever comes to see him we don't know how long that's been but like i'm i'm okay it's with it. not long he's in holding still in his priest who is in this isn't yeah, but for me, I would rather us fast forward that than get mired in it for longer. And I think then the the benefits of, oh, it's not the entire organization of the Catholic Church against our heroes right. or whatever. It's just this guy and then at least one and who knows how many other true believers, capital T, capital T. Uh, for me, that's a more interesting dynamic. But I do hear what you're saying and I and I, I do agree that like, the that's not how communication works uh, unless unless like they already had it written up because he's like pissed somebody off before <laughs> they're just like right no it's like the obits yeah. like this is pre-written for everyone in this unit basically yeah it seems like he'd been spouting his like insane devil theories for a while so i think they were looking for a reason this is a very big reason no it's a very him. good reason to excommunicate him i agree yeah. um but there there have been other good reasons to excommunicate people in the catholic church that have not happened so oh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's very very true you don't uh, say latoya how is this for you revisiting i mean yeah it still works for me uh I was not, like, frustrated with him, you know, Kinley thinking, oh, you know, he'll back me up because, you know, this guy is clearly, especially in this episode, he is a zealot and he is very focused on this one specific thing to the point, again, he he got his true believer to uh, kill two people uh, and then uh, brutally commit suicide uh, in a way you can only do on Netflix, baby. Um, Which you would anticipate from a true believer based on the, like, the hard conservative views of suicide uh in the catholic church so i don't know i assume we're not going to get more about that yeah i assume it's one of those things where obviously you do it so you don't give up the the good on what the plan is but like still yeah i i wonder how can they you know convince him that that would be the good uh, fail safe uh with all that bible reading you know Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. Well, Keenan's with you, Noel. Uh, Keenan says, I thought they shuffled him out of the way far too quickly. Uh, Scotty says, Dante's Inferno has some harsh things to say about suicide, too. And Marcus says the true believer, he was enough of a true believer to give his uh, soul up to, to hell. So that's pretty intense. Uh, what did you think? Called it. Listeners at home. Uh, <laughs> Allison has changed her name in the Zoom to called it. Because fair enough. And her pronouns are called and it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Mm. You know, I think I, um, I had slightly less of a problem with this one, um, at least with our case of the week than Noel did. Uh, but it's also the first time I was watching Lucifer and I wished I was watching evil do this story instead. Um, which is, you know, not a, not a ding on Lucifer necessarily. I just think that it's early in the show's willingness to sort of wade into this kind of stuff um, less timidly um, early in the Netflix days, I guess. And it's just a little bit rushed and a little less thoughtful and a little less willing to revel in sort of ambiguity and the unknown than I would like. And that doesn't diminish the good things that are happening because I think um, that it's giving both Ellis and German so much to play. Yes. Um, which is great. And especially Lauren, God, it's just so nice to watch her get to act after that whole season of like arms. Look at those arms. There I mean, are but arms. Look at those arms, Allison. I mean, but yeah, look granted, look at those yeah. arms, but it's not, you know, it's not a whole season's worth of character arc. It's like half a season tops. And definitely um, not a whole 300 episode season. Yes. No. But if, I mean, if you break the arms into parts. Yeah, then... certainly. And then like the elbow is a nice cliffhanger. I've got right, to say. Exactly. So, um, That's your pivot point for the season. Right. It's really important. Um, it was it was just great to get to see her to continue to see her play this sort of complicated messy stuff and i do think that the the means by which they're tying what's going on with dan to what's going on with chloe and lucifer is is really effective and smart um it felt whole in that way and i love graham mctavish um but i do feel like after that after the eternity that was season 3 um, which I'm still not convinced was not all of us being trapped in a room where we were just forced to rewatch Lucifer season three over and over and over again. Um, I I am feeling a little bit of whiplash at the rate at which they are ripping through plot, and I'm not sure that it's serving the storyline all that well. It felt like, you know, occasionally when The Good Place would be like, hold on, and then they would just zip forward and it was kind of exhilarating. It feels a little bit like that, only they're just leaving a bunch of stuff behind and skipping some middle that I'd really like to see. So um, so I'm still enjoying it. And oh boy, I can't wait to talk about the end of the episode. But um, But yeah, I wish that there was a little bit more breathing room and a little bit more messiness, I guess. I mean... Even without like the Netflix of it all, like it's just in general, it is a response to, you know, the 80 year long season three. Like they, they <laughs> knew that was a major criticism. It's, it's a very long season of television. Uh, so not just an episode count, just in uh, content alone. So they are uh, with Netflix, they are allowed to, you know, trim the fat. So that's that's one of those things where I am like, it's kind of like the glow thing, too, where I'm like, I just want more. Actually, you're giving us really good content. You can actually add more to this. It would be it would be fine. Uh, and one thing about the case of the week that I really like, which is when it's the reveal, 
that uh, that Chloe had told Kinley, you know, that Lucifer always makes the cases about him. So here, when he actually is, you know, you know, dwelling on that, like it's that's actually because it is all about him, uh, literally. So it's not even like the subtext is just text for once, and that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's a good twist on that dynamic and just making that weaponizing that against Lucifer. Um, Scotty says it feels like Kinley got caught. Air quotes early makes you feel like he's got much more of a plan i'm sure this is no relation with the parched here so yeah no, no. i mean i'm convinced he'll be back i'm also not but i'm not convinced he has a plan i um, uh, uh yeah i'm i'm not sure he that he got himself arrested on purpose um but i haven't this even seen it through situation i haven't even seen it and i know i should be drinking my coffee yeah well, yeah he clearly though just from that final scene he had one plan and he was not uh expecting for any variables yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not a this is not a mastermind. This is well this is here. not a Captain Cold like w- expect the plan to fail and then you know like he he yeah. only listened to the beginning part of Captain Cold. So that's like, you yeah, know what? Strategy. I know this is a, like a bit of a tangent, but I just I just once more got to give it up for Wentworth Miller. It's one of my favorite line readings in all of television. It's so good. The timing is so good. I just I miss him. I miss him too. And, you know, it's occurring to me that I don't think that Scotty and Keenan have even seen that because that's a scene from The Flash. No, that's not yeah. a legend scene, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's a Flash scene. I think it's The Flash. I'm going to, I'll have to send y'all but that a clip of that because it just, it fills me with so much delight. But the, the pause, expect the plan to go off the rails. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Um, well, let's talk a bit about the, the Lucifer and Chloe dynamic because I know that Vince is, you know, very, very over the... <laughs> splitting them up thing uh back and forth are reasons for tension in the dynamic and yes it's obviously part of the whole will they won't they dynamic they mm-hmm. want on the show but if there was no i'm freaking out about the fact that you are the literal devil i wouldn't buy it for a second you no. need to have this <laughs> She should definitely uh, question things, especially after, you know, not questioning anything with Pierce, uh, but also questioning with the devil. And I know people, of course, especially shippers, obviously, get upset with all the obstacles. But if there weren't obstacles in uh, the devil and literally any woman or, per- or man <laughs> or person trying to have a relationship, that would be weird. Like, what is dating the devil supposed to look like? Because it's not normal. And you can't just, uh, especially if you're Chloe, you just can't throw out, like, your morals and, like, the kind of person you are to date the devil. Mm -hmm. There should be plenty of roadblocks for that, whether they're priests or just from your fundamental differences as people. Like, if they didn't have, if, if they didn't, like, hit the brakes on their relationship, um, their romantic relationship at least, with like I need to work on getting over this like I need I acknowledge that what you're saying is like all of this stuff about you in pop culture and in history and in literature is all a bunch of bs it's still gonna take a while to get over that conditioning you know of growing up with that and if they didn't then it would be they would be doomed, right? Because like she's got to process and deal with it and get her brain around all of this stuff, interrogate it, investigate it, decide what she thinks, and then move from there. And if they skipped over that part, then they might be together for a, you know, a period of time, but it is gonna collapse. It is gonna yeah. fall apart. So it's actually to me 
for even though I'm sure that Vince is not alone, I'm sure there's a significant portion of the fan base who was really irritated at that this decision from the writers. But for me, if they didn't embrace this, it would mean that that they weren't going to OTP them. They were going to break them up because, or at least spend another couple seasons doing that. Father Kinley was not the obstacle to the relationship. Like Chloe's fear is the actual obstacle, and Father Kinley just happens to be a component of that. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, I don't have a problem with there being a roadblock. I expected one, right? Like it's too. It it takes a certain kind of show to be able to pull off. Let's go ahead and team up our OTP and then let them ride off into the sunset together. Uh, also, the show did such a good job of letting Linda freak out an appropriate amount that I didn't suspect for a minute that um, uh, this was just going to be smooth, right? Um, even if Chloe was dealing with it really well, which I think, given the circumstances, she actually is, um, it would still it would still be a hell of an obstacle. I guess I just... Um, I, if I'm struggling with something, it's that I don't honestly buy Lucifer's... Re- I buy his reaction to her sort of... to her betraying him and his perception of what she's done as betrayal and focusing on the fact that she did it at all rather than the fact that she decided to not pursue it that i understand what i don't get is he seems to be impatient in a way that he wasn't with linda um and that i find a little bewildering um lucifer obviously is also not always great at humaning um, but it does seem like he's seen other people react to this he saw how charlotte reacted to it recently he saw how linda reacted to it that he would be more prepared for it to be a giant terrifying mess um so i guess that's kind of where i stumble a little bit i think it's possibly impatience in the face of this reveal from kinley about what chloe was planning to do and then getting the confirmation when she she kept the vial in her purse why'd you do that chloe chloe Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. Chloe, well, you, you, don't you want, have a child, you want, Chloe. You don't want you have Trixie a child. to accidentally find exactly. it. Exactly. Like, oh, it's perfume. Exactly. Um, we are going to do a Trixie corner, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Noel, any thoughts? So, I when I was watching this episode, I had the same thought about, ugh, we're just like driving them apart again type of thing. And I agree with Latoya in that the reasons why they're being driven apart are all based on Chloe's fears and insecurities. Um, but the way that the show positions everything is that a lot of it also ends up being this, the fears get channeled in this covert op type of thing, um, through Kinley that provides a weird plot obstacle as opposed to a character and emotional based obstacle, which I think is the larger issue that I end up having across these three episodes with their with Lucifer and Chloe's um, back and forth. So like that, the betrayal that runs through this episode just feels like a feels of a is adjacent to everything, but isn't for me part of that actual discussion. Um, And that's where I kind of also agree with Vince is that it's just like, just have a conversation and be adults um, type of thing about it. Um, Just, if you do that, then you can start working through this. And that's sort of where my frustration ends up coming from, is that you have this external force in the form of Kinley ramping those things up instead of allowing for a discussion to happen. And that's that's where it gets like 
a little bit annoying on an OTP level as opposed to, no, this is a legitimate problem between two characters that they need to work through. This third party is the one that's getting in the way of actually that happening. Um, And that, I think, is kind of where the frustration, for me anyway, comes from with that. Because I think the rest of it... um, generally works really really well and i'm like legitimately excited about watching lucifer and chloe try to reconcile both the their relationship but also their perceptions of one another and particularly hers of him and i think that that's just something we all do when we get into relationships with people anyway is that we have those initial sorts of infatuations and attractions that we then have to reconsider and recontextualize as we get to know someone more. Um, And I think that that's a really interesting way of playing that when you're getting into a relationship with the devil who has thousands of years of cultural baggage that you then have to work through. That's not 10, 15 years of cultural baggage that not cultural baggage, but like emotional baggage. So I think that there's a lot of really good metaphorical and thematic stuff here, but all the Kinley stuff just poses a distraction to it, I think. Um, that I'm glad is somewhat resolved, but now we have another complication asking for an apple teeny while there's a bowl of fruit when there's never been a fucking bowl of fruit in that bar <laughs> ever before. Um, so we'll get to that in a second because I, we still need to do Trixie and we also very much need to do Dan, um, that poor, poor man and his backslide into, um, in, into um, I've repressed whatever it is. What is it? Bad cop What's... Dan the douche? No, no, the um the the thing. The palmetto. Street. Palmetto. <laughs> Thank you. His back his backslide into Palmetto land. How um, dare you, Noel? How I mean, I will very say, dare you. He's more entertaining than he was in season one, so because it oh, works yes. that yes. they know no, no, what to do. Absolutely. With, yeah. Yes. No, no, well no, and he, also now I care about him. I mean, right, how do you say palmetto is... backwards? Odo mop? Yeah, he's Odo mop now. <laughs> Temlap. Yeah. Temlap. Um, Keenan says, lack of due process, Dan. (laughs) And Scotty says, Scotty is furious about police brutality, Dan. Let's also take a moment to say, yes, uh, it's terrible to show Lucifer torturing someone and threatening to to choke them to death. So With a boat. Yeah. (sighs) I get that they're trying to show the intensity. Like, let's just comment on it and say, TV, let's do better. Let's stop doing this. It's not good. It's very, very bad. And in the case of Dan, they definitely say it's not good. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, there's a mixed message here. We're all definitely supposed to be very worried about Dan because of where he's at. Um, But at the same time, we're not supposed to consider any ramifications or larger statements about uh, Lucifer from what he does. And that is not good. I'm worried about Dan. I don't want... I don't want this... Dan backslide. I I think that the Dan backslide makes so much sense emotionally um, from the way he was separated from a lot of emotional support stuff, like I mentioned um, yesterday or the day before <laughs> um, in terms of recording. It's only Monday, isn't it? Good yeah, it Lord. Is. Me. Uh, <laughs> um, um, that I think all of that makes sense in the way he's just withdrawing from everything else that provides him an outlet um including improv 
um, that this all kind of makes sense. And then you've got Maze egging him on. Um, and I'm just legitimately shocked that Maze didn't end. And that whole conversation with, remember when we got that guy killed by the Russians together? Good times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good for her. She doesn't realize why this is a bad thing that's happening mm-hmm. for Dan. She's yes. like, just she's having fun. This is like this is a, this is a Friday night for Maze. So she's like, why can't Dan do that too? Yeah, yeah. No, this is very much a none of my friends want to do this anymore. I have a new friend who wants to beat up people. Um, so I've, it's all very good Maze type of stuff that allows different sides of Maze to come to come to the forefront again, which I think is really good for the character. Yeah. Also, I love her wig in this episode. Yeah. It's so good. So good wig. Oh, it's so Very good. good it's so good it makes up for that previous horrible one. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, I, I hate it, but I think I hate it in the way that I'm supposed to. And I also love parts of it, and I love them in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Where, like, I hate it because obviously Dan has improved so much and this is coming from a place of pain and Maze clearly does not understand what it is that she's doing um, in enabling this and encouraging it, um, which is then also bad for her because she, of all of them, is the most improved at humaning. So, like, that feels not great. Um, but then on the other hand, I and this is a part I don't feel weird about. I just really like Maze and Dan together. Like I like yes. scenes of Maze and Dan together very much. Um, so that's fun. And then I also, just, I mean, like I love watching Maze knee someone so hard that they fall down. Like I like watching Maze drop from the rafters. I like watching Maze do all of that stuff. And, and that is what I am uncomfortable with. Like I, I want them to find a way to let Maze be Maze that isn't creepy and unsettling and you know morally wretched like i just want i just want i want a better opportunity i bet i want better ways for maze to kick ass and take names better context maze and linda and i want obviously want more of maze shopping for knives for babies And then sneaking one of those knives to Trixie. To Trixie, who is just, who is ready for it. Man, she's got yeah. skills. It's very good. Um, Keenan says, I-, I like that Dan and Maze have fun together. Just go join an axe throwing team or something. Uh, to which Noel said. Ha, yes. With Diane Lockhart. And then they can start microdosing too. Yep. <laughs> we are, we yeah. We are on board with this. Uh, the, the, <laughs> Keenan says, yes, go do drugs, kids. Um, the part of the uh, the Maze and Linda stuff that got a comment um, from the Kulk Bunker was my mom really enjoying all of the the Maze. So is it true that there's like a ceremony of blood and like the offspring pregnancy stuff? Yeah, <laughs> but with the context that she was at this point a not all that uh, not new mother, right? So like she, her kid is like a year two years old the actor so like have with with the uh, leslie and brandt have having you know had her her kid not that long ago she's like oh she must have just loved this dialogue it's so fun uh it was that was highly appreciated on on the couch over here (laughs) it's very good i'll also say just uh the fight scene with maze and dan was like very well choreographed it was very fun to watch so it was for obviously no, don't do that. Don't go to a gang hangout, Dan, and start cracking skulls. But also, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, well, let's. shall we talk about Trixie and her impeccable knife skills? 
at knife choice skills like this is the best one for the baby and she's just very okay with that uh which i think is delightful you're the closest thing to a baby i know so (laughs) it's true i love you and yes it is true (laughs) i really wanted like a closer like look at those knives um like i initially went why are they picking out cheese knives that's weird um but then it was like knives knives and i just went i need more yeah i need more explanation (laughs) i wanted i wanted more knife shots i immediately wanted to see may's plan a baby shower for linda immediately i want that speaking of microdosing and axe throwing i feel like that might be a really good um agenda um and then i just wanted to spend more time with trixie with that hair mm-hmm. it's good trixie hair there's no i i'm still recovering from the separation of trixie and maze you can't just toss out a little scene like that i need more <laughs> i co-sign i agree um well unless there's something else i feel like the last part we have to talk about is the prophecy and our reveal of eve at the end uh which my mom clocked and my dad did not it's like neither did tom that? Are we supposed to know who this is? Yeah. Is it like Ella? She looks weird. What's going on? <laughs> well, see, that was the same reaction I had the, to the key, har- key art. But yes, no. It's... I was like, she's drinking an apple teeny. And there are some apple apples teeny. on and the bar. Like, you... There were apples on the bar, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Who could be someone from Lucifer's past who has an affinity for apples? Yeah. <laughs> well, we and there. she's got, and her the way that her hair was draped yes. mm-hmm. was yep. like sort of, you get the idea. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I'm gesturing at my boobs. It was draped over her breasts yeah. as though it would conceal her nipples from wandering serpents were she in a garden and nude, save for perhaps a fig leaf. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's all very aggressively heavy handed and I'm OK. With oh, it. I'm like, great with it. Are you yeah, kidding? No. When she and when I started to piece it together, I was like, first, my first thought was, oh, I called this like 16 weeks ago, whenever that was, <laughs> right? Go me. And then she's making her way up the stairs and I'm sort of piecing it together. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then they asked what she was having. And I went, get an apple teeny. Please get an apple teeny. Please get. And then she went. An apple teeny. I was like, yes! Yes, just don't. I love it when Lucifer just doesn't even attempt to not Lucifer. You know what I mean? Let Lucifer be Lucifer. Just go for it, man. Be weird. It's a lot like the, the very satisfying joke when Amenadiel and Lucifer were talking and... And Lucifer says, how is it possible? And Amenadiel said, I'm paraphrasing, but, and if it is possible, how is it possible that it hasn't happened to you? Which I think is a very good point. Um, <laughs> it just, like, I just want that. I just want it to lean in to the trashiness and the silliness and the obviousness of it all. Because it's, it'll make the, the deeper, more thoughtful stuff um, pop a little bit more, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. I am I was so excited that she ordered an apple teeny. They're so disgusting. I don't know what the backstory is for her. I don't know if she's just arrived on Earth. I don't know. Like, has she too been wandering like Kane? I don't know what the circumstances are, but... I am hoping that that was her first apple teeny because otherwise, even with the the beautifulness of the joke, there is no excuse for ordering an apple teeny a second time. <laughs> Marcus says, I'm happy that we've gotten to the actual best new character this season. <laughs> I okay. mean, Marcus is right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Noel, do you have any thoughts on Eve? 
No, Allison summed them up all really nicely. I don't have anything to add to that. I'm very, I'm very excited about this, and I'm very excited to know who that woman in the key art that Netflix has been pushing on me for the past twenty weeks is. Yep, um, it's not Ella. Just, yes, it's not Ella, which again just answered so many questions for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and again, I think it like feeds into like some of the nice mythology of uh, that the show's starting to get invested in building again. Um, and yeah, no, I have all the questions that Allison has. Um, I have to, she just seems so bewildered by all the choices of an alcoholic beverage she could order, which confused me because there's no menu at Lux anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, Latoya, I'm very excited for this character. I'm sure you are too. We've been like, wait, when did she show up? Yeah. Yeah. because it blurred the first two episodes together, but yes, uh, mm-hmm. she's finally here. Um, uh, Eve, of course, played by uh, the delightful In Bar Lobby, who, if you people watched Imposters, uh, she was the lead. And if you did not watch Imposters, both seasons, I believe, are still on Netflix. Oh, that's where she's from. Yes. Okay. I was and trying to place is, her on. She is actually a new series regular on the show. So. Okay. Also, uh, she was in for an arc on Stumptown. She got stumped, baby! She got stumped. That's where and- I know her from. Oh, yep. Unfortunately, she was not very good in that, but oh, I blame the writing. The, that was that was the most bewildering... That was a waste of her. She should have oh, played yeah. his gaslighting psycho girlfriend instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. when she showed up on Stumptown, I was like, oh, she's really good. This is going to be... And then nothing. I was like... Yeah. So yeah, she's watching posters uh, to see more good stuff from Bimbar Lava, you guys. Great. Um, do we have any thoughts on the prophecy, or just the prophecy? Wait and see. No, when Lucifer his I, first love walk the earth or whatever. I just kind of rolled my eyes because I was just like, "Do we need a prophecy, really?" I mean, um, I agree. I feel like back in season one, you were asking for prophecies, Noel. I probably was, but now I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now that we're acknowledging the fact that it might be sort of a big deal that the devil is walking the earth. We don't need to like put a bunch of schmutz on it. Like, yeah. Okay. Since we're acknowledging the like the complexities of that, that's a lot. We don't need to just like it's a dead show rise. Like I don't need any of that stuff. Like no Nostradamus, I don't need it. This is starting to feel very like season three alias. I just that's okay. No Rambaldi. If anybody mentions Rambaldi, I am burning it all down. Rambaldi all day. No. Whereas I'm just like, wait, if there's a prophecy about the devil, how long until Tom Hanks shows up to help us decipher the code? (laughs) You know what? If Tom Hanks shows up, I will take it all back. (laughs) Then, like, more prophecies, please. (laughs) Kenan says, the devil's first love is Eve and or Chloe Decker. Uh, That's a lot. And, uh, yeah. We will talk about that in future episodes. Um, Okay, so if if Marcus, Kenan, or Scotty have any final thoughts, throw them into the chat. Otherwise, Allison... And Noel, would you like to know what the next episode is called? I because already know, and Allison's going to be so upset in a minute. <laughs> it's going to be very funny. Okay. Because the next episode is called All About Eve. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? They got lazy. They got what? <laughs> you know what? It's your own fault you wasted the title. You can do better. You can, it could have been like, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Like, it could have been... there. That is my favorite movie. The possibilities are endless. You could, It could have been like, Margot Channing would never. Like, there are so many, like, 
Oh, this is very Betty Davis. You've got so many options. Why on earth? Why on earth would you just be lazier? No. Oh, is Latoya giving me a high five? I'm raising my hand just to say that obviously we've gotten all about her before and you got angry. Um, I assume that on the Fox time, they were not allowed to use the character Eve. So they could never have done an all about Eve title anyway. And now they could. So that's why they probably wasted that with all about her before. Well, sure. But then, but then just, but then just, just come up with a better title. It's a bit better. Then you wouldn't have reacted that way, Allison. That's true. No, yeah. I mean, if if Worth what you're saying it. is that is that Lucifer has retroactively trolled me, then I'm fine ah. with it. It'll be like the time that that Legends quoted an AV Club review. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to know how it is that they knew that I'd be watching now. Thanks. The devil knows all. <laughs> okay. Fair Do enough. we have any predictions for the next episode? I mean, I hope that the the case of the week occurs in like a snake pit or something. Oh my god! <laughs> like a snake based petting zoo or something like that. I think that's what needs to happen, or an apple orchard, one or the other, or snakes in an apple orchard. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I am also very lazy and a hack. I'm well. I'm also lazy and a hack. So I'm gonna guess that it's a murder at a library because somebody was seeking knowledge. Okay, good. I like that okay. too. Maybe That's forbidden solid. knowledge. So like a top secret library of some kind. Or they try to take reference materials, like actually check out reference materials, which yes. you're not allowed to do. Yes. The restricted section. <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, murder in a library for the case of the week. And then I'm gonna guess um that Lucifer has an alert set up if anyone orders an apple teeny, he comes <laughs> he comes down and kicks them out of his bar. Because get that shit, get out of here with that shit. We don't drink apple teenies here. And then he, then he sees Eve. And then they're like, hey, oh my God, it's been so long. I haven't seen you in such a long time. How have you been? Do you ever, do you ever see Adam? No? Okay. It's so weird. You know, I, saw... I, I just ran into your son. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> I, d- I was able to do him a solid. I did end his existence. Um, we didn't exactly part on good terms, but I know ultimately he was really glad to get out. It was good. It's been good. It's been good. It's been good. Um, would you like to he, see my he, devil face? He started going <laughs> by the name Cinnamon. I mean, Cinnerman, And it wasn't weird or confusing at all. Like, your son was on top of things. Also, I got married. And then I got... Yeah. Then we added a null. But I got married. Her name is Candy. She's a real... You'd really like her. Um, the devil's true first love is Candy Morningstar. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Scotty is correct. He did not say devil face once this episode. It was just face. Face, yeah, face, face. We should mention that I really like the re-jigger of the devil face in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. It's very different from what they were doing on Fox, and I really like it. Yeah, me too. I actually think... Uh, I. I I I feel like Eve and and Candy would get along swimmingly. Uh, Marcus says I would love to see Eve meet Candy. Uh, Keenan says Long live Candy Morningstar. I hope she's well. Sky says he didn't say double face once this episode, so that's pretty good. Um, and yeah, so I there's so many things I want to say about the things that you guys have just been saying, but I'm gonna wait and we're gonna talk about it tomorrow because there's a lot of delightful. I mean, Alison and I just basically co-wrote a whole fan fiction for this next episode right there. And so, there we go. Yeah, I think we're in the wrong business, Noel. I think so, too. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to leave things there. Uh, thank you to Marcus, Keenan, and Scotty for hanging out with us today in the Zoom. Thank you for, for everybody listening at home. And thank you to LaToya for joining us once again. We will be back tomorrow to talk about all about Eve. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>